You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. On the road, actually, with me are my good friends, Jay from the Hills of Texas, and Shannon G from Mesa AZ. <laughs> we are happy to be here. Uh, I know I love it. It gets better every time. Uh, we, I, I'm actually on the road, so this is uh, for me. This is kind of uh, exciting. I get to uh, do this from out of state. We're actually in Colorado at the moment. Uh, unfortunately for me, it's a working trip, and I didn't get to bring any airplanes. But uh, we. Um, I, I was at home last week and uh, was able to kind of get out to the field. Um, many of you know I've been working on my uh, my Sparrow, which is my big turbine, and uh, I, I had a little time at home between uh, working, and so I was able to get my lights working on it, and I got my gear and everything all sequenced up. And they're all together. Of course, my buddy Barry's like, "Hey, bring it out to the field. We'll check it out. Maybe we'll fly it." And so I drug it all out there, and and. Um, in case you don't know, they're doing uh, re- redoing our armada on our field. So um, if you're familiar with Sun Valley Flyers, they've they've removed the old one and they've are putting the new one up, but they're kind of waiting on the permitting stuff. And so uh, as a result, it's really really hot out there and uh, there's no shade. So everybody shows up early, and by nine o'clock in the morning, we're all gone. Uh, so anyway, I took the airplane out there, and we uh, actually wound up. Uh, learning the turbine, testing it, you know, taxiing, trying to taxi, but then we realized that something happened in my sequencing of the steering gyro. So now the steering gyro is correcting in the direction you're steering. And so <laughs> it's like twice as bad. If you're trying to taxi, I was like, okay, we're not going to take off. We're not going to fly it, but we got everything else all settled up. And, and uh, so I was excited to get out there and, and, uh, and fly. And, and then Barry got a new turbine I was going to get to fly yet, but we had some visitors. And uh, a couple guys uh, moved down from uh, Montana, actually up in uh, kind of the north uh, uh, west corner, and they came down with a couple of EDFs and gave us a call and said, "Hey, you know, can we come out and meet us?" And and so we did. And uh, Patrick was uh, the young man's one of the young man's names, and uh, so Barry let him kind of fly the turbine, um, and I gave up my spot at the sticks for him. But <clears throat> it brings us to a good. Uh, kind of a good segue because it is summertime it is in arizona it's very very hot i think this week shannon is supposed to get to like 118 or something right? uh, supposed to be it, super we're, super we're like you know phoenix we're three blocks from the sun so you know it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> three blocks yeah three right turns we're not the third right rock there. from the sun we're three blocks from the sun that's uh, yeah <laughs> three blocks yeah uh, so so anyway, the, the Phoenix, uh, as well as some of the other places in Colorado, it's 100 degrees here. That's cool. And, um, <laughs> I will tell you that, uh, yeah, cool compared to there. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, density altitude plays a lot, a big part. And coming from an aviation background that um, these guys came down and uh, I told them, I said, hey, I noticed you guys have EDFs. I said, I'm not really sure where you're from, but being as hot as it is out here, you're definitely going to have uh, a difference in performance because I wasn't really sure where they came from. He, he told me they were in Montana, but I didn't know if they, you know, whereabouts they were. 
uh, and they laughed at me and they said, oh, well, we're up at 5,500 feet. And I go, okay, well, then you won't see any performance difference <laughs> because the, they're already up at the high altitude. And so they're used to flying really lethargic. So when they came down here, even though it was hot, they actually got better performance than what they're used to. But density altitude does play uh, a big part, especially in the ADF. And uh, as a result, you can get, you know, what, what you're normally used to flying fast, low, uh, having a lot of lift. Sometimes that can get away from you in the hot air. There's a lot less uh, air to be flying around in, so not quite squishing the air like you would in, if you're in Miami or down in Houston or somewhere in the sea level area. So just a word of caution, kind of got to be careful if you're flying at, uh, in hot altitude or high altitudes or hot weather. Kind of the same. So, But uh, but we had a really good time, and uh, they, they enjoyed it. We spent uh, a couple hours with them and uh, sit and chit-chatted and nice. had a really good time. Hopefully they'll be back. Uh, they were talking about joining the club, so hopefully we'll see them out there. They're really good sticks, too. I was really impressed. Uh, they uh, I think they're going to give uh, most of us a run for their money. They were doing, you know, high-speed inverted passes down the runway, so that was uh, that was oh, always yeah. good to see those as opposed to somebody just up there trying to <laughs> figure it out to fly. We did have a new guy. Uh, he had a, um, a little trainer. It was an apprentice, and uh, he just got a new radio, and so he was out there taxiing it around, and I gave him my name and number and told him I could, you know, kind of help him out. Being an AMA instructor, I was like, yeah, if you have any questions, we're here. Here you go. So we, uh, you know, he taxied around and he didn't fly his because he was just trying to get the radio all tweaked. But, um, but yeah, I had a, we had a great time. But the heat is a killer. Yeah. Uh, so I went out to my garage and all of my EDFs are like cowered in the corner. Like they don't, they're like, I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly. So I've kind of just let them, <laughs> yeah. let them rest for a few more weeks till it cools down. Cause, and, and also, I mean, I've seen planes melt like to and from the field. If, if the if the window hits it just right, yeah. I, mean, I don't have a huge window. I've got yep. things blacked out, but I had a friend of mine had a, like a, ha- a hatchback and literally mm-hmm. like, you know, got to the field and didn't touch anything for a while. He goes to get his plane out and it like, like it like folded. Like that's how hot the foam. <laughs> what? Well, like, yeah. Like, like, like the, the phone, like it was like, he, he was like, that like drew. Yeah. It was like, it was almost like gooey. It was like, oh my gosh. You know, it was all you know, alligatory and it was like, oh yeah. my God, I can't fly that now. Oh, oh yeah, that's so. terrible. So, yeah. uh, yeah, we get yeah, alligatory here if you're, if you leave them out, but that's about it. I said, uh, you know, here in Texas, if you, oh, you know, but, underneath the canopy, it'll get all alligatory or, uh, you know, the phone will pop, puff up or whatever. Yeah. I just right. think the, Not the way the sun was hitting, hitting that, hitting that hatchback and he didn't have like any, uh, tinting or anything. If he had tinting, it probably would would help. But it was just it was just a random thing. This yeah. was a couple of years ago. It was just it was like when it was like a couple of years ago. We had a it was even hotter than now supposedly. But I think it's hotter. It's pretty yeah, hot right true. now. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. So that's yeah. that's been uh, you know I've been tinkering with my I got a crawler. I've been tinkering with that. That's that's been fun. That's true. He crossed over yeah, to the dark so side. So I put a lot more money in that than I ever way. thought I would in my. Things got more channels than half my airplanes. Let's put it that way. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's yeah, insane. So. Yeah, you get. Uh, you're gonna have to get a, an IX20 now to get uh, all those. Or you actually have something that you have the the uh, Free Sky one, don't you? That yeah, but I bought a radio for you know like a the wheel radio, but oh, it's yeah. got it's a seven channel wheel radio. Mm. It's got a bunch. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow. I was like seven wow, channels. Yeah. I didn't even know they it's got made a gyro so on the no, receiver. I, I thought they were all four channels. Nope. Nope. They've Why would got, you need a gyro? Yeah. 
Evidently not. It's got, uh, well, because of like with the crawlers, you've got um, gear shift for some, like high low. You've got what you can, you can, and some okay, you can take really? the two wheel drive and the four wheel drive, you know, the transfer case. Um, there's the thing called the dig where like it locks out the rear wheels where they just like kind of, and you just kind of dig out with the front wheels. Like it totally locks the rear wheels. Like it's not hmm. even freewheeling, it just locks them. So it kind of gives you like some, some resistance to drag it out with. And then um, I have a winch too, and that's on a little that's on a little oh, key remote, but you got to nice. plug it into a channel so it has power. Uh, and then I've got lights; right. my headlights uh, are switchable, so I got all kinds okay. of different colors. Okay. So, yeah, so that. it's but why the gyro? Cool. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a I think for like some of the car racing, you know, some of the guys use a gyro to help with the steering to keep it straight down the track. I, I'm not using the gyro on this. So I just, this receiver I have has, it's got gyro, it's got voltage, uh, actually comes with the plug, the plug into plug between your, your battery and your speed control that has the voltage. Yeah. Oh, so you yeah. can see the voltage. Right. So I was like, and it's really inexpensive for, you know, for what I, what I'm doing, but I put way more money in this thing than I ever thought I was going to. Like a, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had a truck. I had a truck one time that a friend of mine gave me, and I think it it was at the time that he gave it to me. By the by, the time I got everything up and running and out running it, I had spent more than most of my most. Expensive oh my gosh! Well, I mean, not not that far. I just uh, you know, like like it had a good servo, like steering servo, but for it was it was a good servo, but it wasn't good for a crawler. So I had to replace that. You know, just all uh, these little. And, don't they have to have one of those with like a really super long arm or something? Um, right? They're not. Yeah, they're short. pretty long arm, but it was. I mean, the the guy put a high tech, yeah. like an HS six forty five Metal Gear, but it mm-hmm. still it froze up on me, like something went south on it. So I it just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because all the resistance that's on it. Oh. You know, I don't, you know, even though it's a it's a high torque gear, you know, or geared, you know, uh, servo, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work good with the. So I got whatever they said to get for crawler huh well that's that's yeah. interesting so fun stuff but uh, well it's kind of cool something to go out and work with uh while it's hot you know, i can know, sit right here and do it yeah just watch it cry you just sit right here and do it and drive there around the house <laughs> you can make an obstacle course in your front living room yep. there we go <laughs> just a pile of clothes you know yeah, at least sit yeah. in the ac yeah yeah there you go just crawl over the clothes that's funny well, uh, Jay, you had uh, Mike come down again, uh, I think, for the 4th of July or for the week. Yeah, he came down for the 4th, 4th of July, July so holiday uh, for the weekend and everything. So um, uh, he came down a little bit before and kind of stayed a little bit after. And, uh, yeah, we had a we had a really good time, um, even though he was just down like the week or the week or week or two before, you know, he came down for the holiday. Right. So that was that was rather nice. So um Usually when Mike comes down, he brings down a project or two, something that, you know, he wants to work on or that he, you know, he needs some help with. And this time he said, I'm not bringing anything down, Jay. We're just going to work on your stuff. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, (laughs) whatever you want to work on, I guess, you know. So he came down and his thing was to try to fix anything that I had in my little list of planes back here. He he wanted to fix and um, (laughs) yeah. Pretty much, I, I narrowed it down to like uh, two or three planes that we kind of worked on for the, the period that he was here, and then he gave me some help on my uh, 3D printers. But uh, yeah, we had a good time. Um, pretty much, we went out and we f- we flew twice a day, every day. So we got up in the morning, 
flew out, you know, got out there to go fly before this, you know, after the sun came up. And then by, although it's not Arizona hot, you know, it, it's been getting pretty warm here. So mm-hmm. we pretty much knocked it off by like nine or 10 o'clock. Uh, and then we came home and then we worked on, you know, whatever planes we broke <laughs> flying that morning. Or if we noticed any problems, well, we worked right. on that uh, during the day. Um, and then we came back out in the evening after dinner. We'd come in right before, you know, before it got dark. We'd go out and f- we'd fly again for another hour, hour and a half or so, just dinking around with things. So it, it was fun. It was, we just had a fun fill flying our butts off and um my buddy jim came out and joined us for about two of those days uh he was able to you know get out there and fly with us uh and uh yeah we we, we really had a swell time it, it was great um oh and we uh we flew my bison so uh as uh i, I oh, might have mentioned cool. before i somehow misplaced the the screws for the flap and slats um i don't know how i, I I don't know where they went. You know, they give you this big bag of screws plus extra screws. And when uh, Mr. Mike here came down um, and we went and yeah. maidened it, I misplaced that bag and I have no idea where in this house I put them. Um, and then uh, when uh, me and uh, uh, AK Mike were flying, the the servo came loose. I had hot glued them, you know, kind of gl- hot glued it down on the on the servo and i wasn't using it but it, it shook itself loose and came loose and while i was well luckily while i was flying i was coming in for a landing all set up and nice it was looking great and all of a sudden the plane just veered off to the left you know and i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa what's this doing so i would speed up you know since i was getting slow i you know put the throttle in i started to climb and the plane acted normal and every time i slowed down to land it would just veer off to the left and i'm just like what is this plane doing and I go, oh, I think I think the head of that, you know, of that one of a servo came off. And, you know, Mike was with me. And he goes, well, what do you mean? How, why would we veer off to the left every time you slow down? And I go, think about it. When I slow down enough to land or just before I land, air resistance is on the flap, you know, on that flap and it keeps it up. And then the minute I slow down enough, one will come down and it makes the plane, you know, jerk to the left or the right or whatever it was. So uh, I just kind of landed. Well, a you have fast, leading edge devices too. That you yeah. have leading edge devices yeah. that pop out as well, right? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so that yep. would cause it at the same time. So yeah, it wasn't helping. It wasn't helping. <laughs> but uh, I just landed a little faster, and <laughs> luckily that plane has really robust uh, landing gear. So I was able to, you know, just land a little fast and no problem. And then I uh, came home and I dug through my, you know, everybody has a, a little pile of screws, you know, you got somewhere, you have a jar, you have a yeah. container, a drawer of just various Check screws. And I sat down, I, I scrounged through that thing and I was able to find two screws, believe it or not, especially for servos. I was able to find two metal screws that fit my servos and I was able to screw them in and fixed up the plane nice and I didn't have any more problems. But uh, yeah, Sweet. that was a little scary, but but it was fun. Um, but anyway, during that time, let's see what else did we do. Um, Jim brought out uh, a soft with camel that he had built uh, like eight years ago, ten years ago, and basically hadn't flown it for you know like seven or eight years. I mean, you know, uh, so it just been sitting in the garage, hadn't flown. Is this is this and, <laughs> is this the one that he like grew a tree, got a seed from his grandfather? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It took him it, eleven years to grow the tree. Sure, had the plane of wood the tree had, down, you know, after he chopped the tree off. down. Yes. Yeah, the whole yeah. whole nine yards. So he put a lot of time. I've I've heard about plane. this air. I've I haven't seen it, but I've heard about this airplane that it took him a long time to build. 
So he had a lot of time and effort into, you know, putting into this plane. So uh, he gets out there and uh, so we get the plane started and we get, we run the motor for a bit. Cause you know, the, the day before he'd taken the carburetor out of it and, you know, clean the carburetor, put it back in. And so we think the early in the part of the morning, we finally got it running, let it, you know, run for a while and um, had to adjust the carburetor and the carburetor needle for it was like, I mean, right, right next to the propeller. I mean, it was super, super close. And so Jim's like, yeah, I could probably put my hand here and maybe get it. And I'm, I'm sweating bullets. Cause I'm just like, ah, man, that is so close. Can you, can you take the prop off and do it? He goes, no, you got to have a load on it. I'm just like, eh, I don't know, you know, and I'm looking at Mike, Mike's looking at me and I'm like, eh, well, so you're going to adjust that? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, mm, okay. Well, let's see. The emergency room's over that way, so okay. You know, I, you know, we can we can probably bandage <laughs> you up and hold you till we get you to the emergency room. But uh, luckily, after right. talking to him, we, we were able to kind of convince him that you know, because Mike was saying, "Hey, on my paramotor, I have the same problem." And so I I run it, and then I and then I adjust it, and then I run it again. And so we were kind of able to convince him to go along with that. And, so it all worked out. Nobody went to the hospital. Right. The plane ended up running great. And then we flew it. Um, and of course, uh, just as we go to fly it, the, you know, the wind picks up, <laughs> you know, it's gusting. It's, it's getting to be, you know, that time of the day where it gets a little, you know, iffy to fly cross winds, the whole nine yards. And so Jim's like, yeah, I, you know, this plane can fly in that weather, no problem. And, you know, so he goes and he takes it off and he's flying around and, and he's, and he's doing pretty well. And I'm like, oh, wow, that, you know, this is, this is turned out okay. So he, he's going around a pattern a bunch of times and we're thinking this is going to be no problem. And he's, he's doing a couple of, you know, test landings. Um, and he brings in this one time and everything's looking good. And I, I'm, I'm relaxing and I'm like, oh, this is going to work out pretty well. And Jim gets, you know, I don't know, about 20 feet up coming in for final. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay, he's got a good glide slope. This is looking pretty good. And I don't know what happened. Just the plane kind of got a little squirrely. The wind hit him, however, and the plane was, you know, you start getting to those oscillations and the plane starts getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and, you know, I made a command decision and I kind of grabbed the radio from Jim, which I think kind of surprised him, but, uh, you know, I, I grabbed the radio, was able to get control of the plane and uh, took it around a couple of times. And I was able to finally get it in to land it. And, you know, uh, and we didn't break the plane, didn't do anything. Um, everybody was happy and overjoyed because, you know, <laughs> I'm sure if Jim would have crashed, he would have been pretty upset with, you know, since he put so much time and effort. I was nervous because I did want to crash it after, you know, hearing the story of how long it took him to build this thing. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything turned out okay. Everybody was happy. The plane survived. Um, the landing gear needed to be worked on because when he took off the landing gear, we saw something go spoing and kind of pop off of it and was hanging underneath it. We're like, ooh, is that, is that bad, Jim? He's like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> We're like, okay. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, <laughs> after, that, after that point, we knew we were alive. You know, you get that pump and you're just like, man, I'm, man, I'm feeling alive and this sport sure. makes me feel... Ooh, so invigorated. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. It was juice is falling a, on a that one. Morning for flying. <laughs> oh, it was. It was definitely <laughs> flowing, so. 
Uh, I've had a few of those. So, but uh, yeah. So, so, it was, it was so a lot this of fun. this is interesting though. It's interesting because you have a never flown that airplane. It is a big airplane too, right? Like, yes. It's like yeah. A third, it's uh, it's is like a third scale. It's or a third or fourth scale. scale. It's pretty big. Yeah, and uh, and you've never flown that particular airplane. He just had it out no. there. So to to be able to get into PIO, which is pilot induced oscillations, and then take that and try to recover. Kudos to you, because that you know a lot of times that happens where you know it gets behind the curve and getting it back out of that is a little troublesome. So good for you that you were able to get it on the ground. Oh, thanks. And not panic, and Jim didn't panic and try to do something. So yeah, that's uh. So so how did it fly? Did you like the way it fly? I mean, this is a World War One, and um, it's not like you and I have a lot of experience flying World War One airplanes. Right. Okay. So there's a couple of things with this. A, you know, we're we're I'm. You know, right now I'm strictly an electric guy, right? And I'm just moving into, you know, flying with Jim. And, right. you know, I have one gas plane that I, you know, I'm putting together. And I've been flying Jim's uh, gassers. Um, so there's that one thing of me coming from electric and then dealing with a, a gas or glow-powered plane. And that is the, the lag, the power lag, right? You know, in electric, you get mm-hmm. spoiled with mm-hmm. having 150% power right now. Or, you know, not yesterday, right now. I want all that power right, right. now, everything you have. And the plane will give it to you for the most part. Um, and so when you don't, you know, so I'm thinking, oh, the plane's having a problem. I give it full power. I'm expecting to get a whole bunch of power, torque, whatever I need. And when I give it, you know, full throttle and the plane goes, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, where's my power? You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. There's a spool of time. Yeah, there's a spool right. up time, and I'm expecting, right. you know, everything right now. I'm, I'm expecting to take over control right now. And that's the part where I, I'm kind of trying right. to recalibrate my, myself for that having that spool up time. And it's, it's been throwing me quite a bit. Also, for coming in for landings uh, with, with some of those planes, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be in, let's say I'm at half power, and, I'm, and now I'm set up, I'm on final, and I'm setting up my glide slope, and I'm kind of, getting that adjustment in with for the wind and everything. And I'm just, and I go below, let's say half, half throttle. And I bring it down to like almost a third or, or just a little bit under half. And then the plane will just drop out of the sky. Whoop, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what's going on? Why, why did it drop so much? And then I try to bump it up. You know, I'm trying to get that feel for it. And I'm, you know, then I'm doing one of these numbers, you know, as I'm <laughs> going up and down as I'm, trying to come in for a landing, trying to set up that glide slope because the, I can't get the power setting right. And that's, that's another thing that I'm trying right. to get used to that I don't have to be, you know, I, I don't have the fidelity of the electric of setting up the, the minute, you know, setup that I want. And that with something with gas or glow, it's giving you, uh, I guess you have a bigger, maybe not a bigger curve. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, um, there's a wider, you know, I'm not getting small ticks of, of power increments. I'm getting a, a swath, you know, I'm getting that, a slice of it. So if I'm in that, like I said, below the half power, the plane starts to drop substantially. But it's okay if I just leave it alone, let it build up some speed, and then I, fl- I go to flare it or whatever, the plane will stop at whatever altitude. And that's just, you know, I'm just not used to flying like that. So it's just been throwing me off. So. So, so another thing, another thing that, uh, you know, probably because you don't have, you know, a whole lot of gas time, 
is that people forget that with electrics, when you're not running um, electricity through that motor, when you cut the electricity off, it's a free spinning prop. There is no, there's resistance, but only magnetically, right? So mm -hmm. it's very small. However, when you pull the power off of a motor, you actually get uh, it's it's you still have that compression in there, and now it's like a Jake brake on a big truck. It it gives you this power where it uses the motor to slow it down. So the propeller, right. uh, wh where you would pull the power off, thinking, "Oh, I've got enough, you know, that I need to go to idle power." Now it's actually acting as a brake, using the engine to slow itself down. It would, and then you're like, "Oh crap, I need more." And that little one click, two clicks isn't enough to get that compression. There's there's definitely a difference between producing power and then getting this uh, breaking. Effect, you know the right. name of that, uh, Shannon? I guess yeah. it's brake breaking. Yeah, brake breaking. Engine breaking. Engine breaking. And so, yeah. So so you're getting that engine breaking, pulling the power less than idle. There's that little spot in there somewhere that when you get to it, it's called zero thrust. I think is what they call it. And uh, that's that's where the propeller and the engine are producing just enough that it's spinning at the right RPM, but it's not causing any air, uh, aerodynamic braking drag, or engine braking, right, and it's right. not causing any more thrust drag. So the drag is coming at zero. But that's a good point. And, uh, you know, that was one of the things when I first started flying gas that I had to kind of get my head wrapped around as well. So that, uh, that's good that it, you know, I mean, for that big of an airplane and then trying to get it in. First time around, you had, you you told me. I think you, we talked about this, but you said you had to go around once or twice, right? Or oh yeah, I I flew I flew a plane around. You know, the, I had plenty of gas, the... so I just flew it around to get used to it. Because one of the things, you know, being a uh, you know a biplane, mm -hmm. you know, it does have a, a short coupling. So I I just kind of flew it around to get used to it, and mm -hmm. um you know, and it, it the plane was very once again it was very docile in itself, and it didn't seem to have any bad tendencies now i didn't take it up and do like stall tests or nothing like that with it but uh you know once again i'm flying it in a pretty good crosswind um the you know it was gusty so like you said i took it around several times just to get the feel of it and then i kind of had to caddy corner um you know so in, in a, the field i fly and there's a road to the left then the field then there's trees to the right so i you know normally where i would just line up in the middle of the field and bring it in the the crosswind was such that I had to take it over to the more towards the, the road and bring it in that way to get the crosswind mm -hmm. in. So it wasn't, you know, affecting gotcha. it that much and kind of bring it in at that angle and then straighten it out and I could land. But uh, it was just getting it set up in that, you know, right. I don't normally fly in that, that part of the field like that. So I had to just do that a couple of times right. just to get myself set up, lined up so I could bring it in, slow the plane down. And that's the other, that's the other part of it that was kind of, scary because i didn't know how much i could slow the plane down right i, I mean i ultimately i should probably should have taken yeah. it up to altitude slowed the plane down see what it does you know to when it stalls and that would at least help me but at the time i you know all i, all I could kind of think about was just let, let me you know do a couple of practice touch and go you know touch and goes or you know bring it out on the field and see what what's going on and then and then i can just land it so you know but that was Very the only cool. thing I was really, really worried about. Yeah. Well, it, so it sounds like you guys had a great time at the field um, and a lot of fun to be oh, had. Yeah. However, certainly. in our last few minutes of time here, we have a safety uh, <laughs> a safety sequence. 
Dun, 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 uh, dun. And, Mr. Uh, Safety. Brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Mr. Safety, Jay Neely. So tell That's us, kind of walk okay, us through what kids. happened there. <laughs> okay. So uh once again, after a great day of flying, uh we came back to the house and decided to charge up the batteries to go back out that evening. Um and uh as as uh, uh Mike was going ahead and uh plugging the batteries in. One of the, okay, so let's back up. So I, I have a parallel, char, you know, I have a regular charger that goes into a parallel charger, which lets you uh, charge multiple batteries at once. And it seems pretty foolproof, right? If you have a three cell, you, you, you put the uh, charging, the balancing plug into the three, uh, the one for the uh, three, three cell charging and so on and so on and so on. Well, mine goes, you know, it has two rows. And so let's say you have the charging plugs with the little nubs. Let's say they're facing this way. Mm-hmm. And so as you're, as you're going along, it goes down the row and they're all the same. And then it's like it turns, you know, to go to, to, to the next row, it's like they just turned it around. They started the row going the other way. So they're, the, the two nubs on each row are facing opposite directions, 180 degrees. All right. So if you're, plugging, if you're plugging something on row one, you know, you can see them and plug them in. If you, but if you're not really paying attention and you plug it in the same way on row two, there is a, the possibility, even though it has those little nubs to help you push it in, and theoretically you can't push it in, but believe me, if you push hard enough, you can push them in. Um, and basically that's what's happened, that, that's what kind of happened to Mike. Now, um, he was all, you know, after it happened, he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, mm, it's not the first time that's happened. Because <laughs> as, uh, as a, uh, AZ Mike knows, uh, this could happen to the best of us who do, do this all the time. And it's kind of amazing. Um, if you're not paying attention and you're, and you, you can, it doesn't take much to push those things in to where you can get them to touch and have them arc on you. Um, it's very excitable once, once it does that. It'll definitely get your attention. And uh, in this instance, uh, Mike pushed it into the, not the, the five, we're five cells. So A, it's a lot of potential energy as opposed to a three cell. So uh, he, had, he had mistakenly put it in the six cell one. So it was like one off. And I think he put it in on the same side, in the same, going the same way. So he was able to get them, he was able to get them all, you know, no, actually they were not, they were opposite of each other. Um, but he put it in the right way for, for the way the thing was going, but it was one off and, you know, either way, it was quite spectacular when he put it in, it, it made a very large crack, <laughs> sounded like, you know, Thor was over there. And then I turned around and then I, I'd never seen this before, but I actually saw flames. He had, that thing was flaming. Oh. And so, uh, so I was like, oh man, that's not a good thing when lithium batteries are on fire. <laughs> At least fire and lithium no. batteries aren't good. Never no, a good not, thing. Not exactly. Never a good thing. But it wasn't the battery that was on fire. It was the little plastic, um, you know, uh, connector. It was the plastic connector that was on fire. Connector. Um, and so, <laughs> so Mike, you know, he has, he, he immediately pulled everything off and he had it in his hands. And so he's like, you know, it looks like he has sparklers in his hand. Um, you know, flaming sparklers. <laughs> and so, so I'm yelling, Hey, you know, calm down, <laughs> stop, stop moving, <laughs> stop moving. You're only making it worse by moving. Um, but, uh, yeah. So after he kind of calmed down and we kind of, you know, got everything under control and, you know, the fire pretty much put itself out. Um, 
the damage wasn't that bad. It it really wasn't. I mean, it, it looked like somebody put a flamethrower to my parallel port, but basically all he did was the when he put those things in, it instantly uh, fused or unsoldered all the the pins on the on the board that touched. Um, yeah. And pretty much that was it. So I happen to have a little connector, little set here. So I was able to go. just yep. put the pins right back in, resoldered them. He didn't lift the traces. So, he, I mean, it only touched for just a second or two, but uh, it definitely. That's all it takes. That, yeah, it, it, it only takes a second. But it, it wasn't as bad as it looked. I mean, it looked really bad at first. But uh, like I said, he was quick enough to plug them in, separate them, um, that he didn't damage the board. Um, and you know, all was good with the world. I was able to fix my board. The bat, my battery wasn't damaged. Um, I'm still waiting for, I have, I don't have five, five S connectors are coming in the mail and I'll be able to repair the battery. So the battery didn't have any, anything wrong with it afterwards. It just, like I said, just a little fusing or, um, welding, as you would say, uh, of the, of <laughs> a couple of parts burned the connector off. And, uh, that was about it. So be careful with these things. Yeah. I mean, just because you, once again, you get lax around things that seem safe. Yeah. And like I said, my charger, the board, like the board, the board itself, this particular board has a, uh, has a fuse in it, you know, that if anything goes wrong, it, it cuts the power to it. But since it was on the charging plugs, there's no particular fuse for that. So it didn't even blow the fuse. So this was right. just a pure kinetic or, you know, type of, uh, type of accident. <laughs> Well, I, I will tell you that uh, for me, uh, it's as I get older, I need I need my readers. I need reading glasses and I, I will set them down and I'll be doing something. And this particular time that I had the same issue, I did the same thing. I didn't have my glasses on. I looked down. I thought, oh, this is a, you know, four cell or whatever. And I stuck it in the five cell port and it did exactly the same thing. It unfused all of those. <laughs> desoldered all the pens and uh i was running through the house with this smoking battery in my hand and uh, my wife is in the background going what is that awful smell and i'm like nothing nothing at all as i was are you on drugs here folks so yes that is a safety tip for today please put your glasses on or your magnifying glass or whatever make sure you're right. for, for the, for the right older crowd definitely for the older crowd. So now I will tell you that Jay and I have had that issue. Shannon, on the other hand, perfect. Oh, I've had that right. happen long ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I had, well, I had yeah, something similar yeah. not too long ago, actually. I had gotten that, I got a, a free wing T33. And when I went to go fly it the second time, I don't know why I didn't tell you guys this or maybe another time. It had uh, an XT90 uh, mail connector. On the on the speed control, so you can use an XT90 or you can use, right. use an EC5. However, if you don't put that the EC5 correct. on correctly, because it, it it'll oh. pop. Yeah, so I did the exact same thing with an EC <laughs> with a six cell battery. Did, you're seeing little spots. Oh man, <laughs> and it just you know, I mean, <laughs> the the pin on the EC uh, XT90 was fried. And the plastic on the uh, EC5 oh, yeah. was melted. Uh, it didn't damage anything because I've flown the thing like three or four times. It, it just, it just was that sudden, you know, energy right there. Boom! You know, it, it melted a little bit of foam. Yep. 
yep. caused a little bit of you know that uh, you know burnt electrical smell, but it didn't fry the like I looked at everything. I took the EC out, uh, yeah. ESC out, looked at. It's fine, but yeah, it's it, it happens to the, to the best of us. So obviously, all three of us are. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, like, that little that little <laughs> spark, man. It's enough to wake you up. Yeah. The uh, yeah. so you know, not not plugging does, you know a particular good. brand, but with the ISDT, they have their little four bank parallel charger. Um, it's metal for one thing. The whole thing is, and then it has the pins, like all of the pins. So if you've got a it, through eight, it's like you can do a two cell to an eight cell, but it only goes in one way. You can't flip it over. It won't you know it won't work. So unless it was Fred Flintstone, he, he'd probably get a square peg round hole. That's true. You know, but it. it but it, uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty much boom. You can just it goes in one way. So I, I, I really like those. Yeah. But they're expensive. Well, it's a it's a joy to be. They are expensive, and it's you know it's nice to have where you can charge four or five batteries all at once. That that technology is around, but you do yep. definitely have to be careful. Not burn your house yep. down in the process. So, but, uh, but we appreciate the uh, the schooling on that and uh, the safety tip from Mister Safety. Uh, unfortunately, our time is up, and it's when you get to talking about funny stuff like this, it kind of goes by. But, uh, but we will uh, we'll continue this conversation here uh, in two weeks. So from Michael here in uh, Arizona? <laughs> Colorado, man. Colorado. Colorado. Okay, I'm on there. From Michael here in Colorado. And Jay from the hills of Texas. And Shannon from really hot uh, Mesa AZ. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.